Welcome to Tech Uncorked. I'm Dean Gratton. And I'm Sarah Jane Gratton. And together we explore a new world of technology and innovation. With lively discussion and some great interviews. Okay, so um, this week uh, we thought we'd kind of talk about um, artificial intelligence. It's a subject that's close to at the moment since we're writing a new book on artificial intelligence. Indeed we are. To be published by Rutledge early next year. So my mind in particular is just all messed up with what's going on and the chapters I'm writing. Chapter chapter 7 at the moment, I'm looking at data modelling and science. Mm. I really like the story that you built into understanding data modelling in today's era. So ah, why yes. don't you kind of... I don't, I don't want to give too much away, no, but it's, no, about, no. it's about digital transformation. Yeah. When people had to use pen and paper good old-fashioned pen and paper, and a ledger to track customer purchases. And um, and with that, they will be able to determine uh, behavior. Mm-hmm. They have an insight into that. Mm-hmm. And this is all done through pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And then you have an avid um, hobbyist who is um, looking at the weather. And because he's looked at it, say, for a few years, he's able to kind of gauge and predict What's going to happen on a week-to-week basis? Mm. And I suppose the digital transformation is, okay, we've taken away taken away that pen and paper, and now it's all digitized. Computers are used to record a lot of stuff that we do. And of course, you can gather data in vast quantities today, whereas when I was growing up, the local butcher used to know exactly what my mum wanted when she went in oh you want oh you want the usual sausages for the weekend and a few slices of bacon oh yeah. but we got this in now we've got this new type of sausage you might like this do you want to try it so it's that kind of predictive yeah. analytics on a one-to-one basis isn't it and, and based upon what you purchased previously you might also enjoy this yeah and we know we know amazon does this yeah exactly so it's so that's what we're that's what i'm currently writing about and um and I will be talking lots about other things. I think what's the next chapter I'll be tackling? Chapter eight, I think, following chapter seven. But I don't, I don't tend to write it in in that order. No, you don't go one, two, three, four, five. I don't, I don't do that when I, when I write the book. I, I tend to write what I fancy writing, and I think what ends up happening is a book that uh, is linked. I, I, I mean, if I start writing, say, chapter twenty four, then go back to twenty, uh, back to twenty one. I know what I've written in chapter twenty-four, mm. so I can mm. actually mention it in uh, in twenty-four, and uh, that's that's just the way I work. Yeah, and there's a great thread running through the book, yeah, which it. I won't tell anybody, but it, 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 you do thread through. Yes, um, some well, we, fantastic. Well, we can, we can talk. We can talk about the one common theme that is threaded through our book, and that is artificial intelligence today is nothing more than clever programming and smart technology and of course one of the big chapters i have already written is about um, it's actually it's the philosophy of artificial intelligence and i talk about the mind and a lot of people today consider machines and computers to be intelligent and it's that's certainly not the case and kind of plaster the label ai on Things that really aren't, you know, anywhere near um, resembling any form of intelligence, albeit artificial <laughs> yeah. or not. And the thing is, I think the the only intelligent component or aspect of uh, an AI thing is the engineer who developed it, either through software or hardware. Mm. Um, that that's it's it's just it's just programming. 
That's all it is. I mean, sadly, I saw uh, the story this morning where two men were killed uh, in a car accident. Oh, the, the autonomous vehicle. Yeah, it's, and, and can't, you can't just take everything away. You can't take the human element away because it's needed. And you've got this car driving um, with no engagement. So the two men had no, obviously no engagement, presumably, with the, with the car because it was auto-driving. And mm-hmm. um, boom. It's um, interesting, though, because having recently researched a bit about autonomous vehicles with our energy discussion that we had recently, that was the last episode, if you missed it, and the one before. Um, so do listen to those if you miss them. But it was quite interesting how aware these vehicles are. So it's fascinating and, and very sad and disturbing to learn that this this vehicle, this autonomous vehicle, drove itself into, into an enormous tree and burst into flames. Um, so I wonder what happened there. Yeah, but we didn't. I didn't read the story on full. I just caught the headline. Mm. Um, and of course, it just piques your interest to think, oh God, these artificial intelligence, it's not intelligence in any way, shape or form. It's just a software program following mm. procedures. Oh, it, and of course, you'd, you'd hope that the software was programmed to detect a tree. It was quite a slap in the face in the morning, especially when you're writing a book about artificial intelligence. And uh, mm. so whilst... Uh, I try to keep a realistic perspective, um, and I want it to be for good. Uh, but people have got to stop talking about these things as if they are intelligent. They're not. They're just following an algorithm, a piece of software. Mm-hmm. I used to be a software engineer. I was a software engineer for twenty years, and that's what I did. I wrote yeah. software to, uh, to with a, with specific inputs, had an output, expectations, an outcome, and it had a certain behaviour. But I designed that. I think it's interesting, though, how a machine doing this will learn that it gets better results by doing this. Machine learning. Again, that's just through software again. I mean, the term I like to use is assistive technology for any device that serves a purpose for humanity, such as diagnostic equipment that has a form of machine learning built in, artificial neural networks built in, ANNs. Yeah. I, I like to call it assistive technology because I think that's what it does. Yeah, I, I would say that artificial intelligence, well, it's its not artificial intelligence, it is assistive technology, you're right. It assists us. And I remember you wrote a piece some time ago about um, artificial neural networks in uh, breast cancer detection. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was really that was interesting. phenomenal. Because there, again, it assisted doctors who were tired, who'd, you know, worked so many hours, and of course the machine doesn't get tired, and was able to provide a higher level of accuracy in its diagnosis of cancerous cells. And also it was able to detect very, very, very fine anomalies. That, this is in the mammograms. This is in the mammograms. Yeah, this is in the mammograms. And it was it was fascinating stuff. I know Siemens are um, developing this technology in their mammograms. They were the first people actually to to ever introduce mammograms. They were the the, the oh, right, you know yeah. the inventor of the uh, mammogram. So so I know that they're they're doing huge work now with with artificial neural networks in diagnosis and i think that's um that's amazing by optimizing the software to detect those patterns it, it will get better over time and time and time I, I think that again that's just down to clever programming mm-hmm. you've got a piece of software uh, that's been designed to detect patterns in a mammogram that uh, allude to the possibility of of cancer mm, the abnormal cells yeah. is the way that they um the way they show up and cells that can be um very hard to detect. 
So I want to I want to reach out to you guys. I'm adamant that a machine or a computer does not have intelligence. And I would welcome your thoughts. Even some people say that um, a computer or a machine has a mind. Now, that's just getting silly. Um, that's certainly not the case. We could look at, at, at some point of looking at, at doing this, giving a, a machine or a robot a, a mind. But then I, I think the human race then is starting to play with fire if it's going to start mm. going down that road. And it's something we explore in the book. One of the articles I wrote uh, for technically speaking was essentially be careful what you wish for because mm. if you if we are looking for i mean people call it uh, artificial general intelligence you've got so many names for these things i mean in, well in our book we, we introduce uh xavier mm. uh, and how we might create xavier and when we look at the ethics of introducing a robot an actual robot a humanoid into human society what are the consequences of that what is the social impact? I mean, it, it, we can look at it in a iRobot context. I know Hollywood, through Hollywood style, they will always uh, introduce some kind of malice, but I hope that's not the case. If we ever get to that stage in, in, in development of these humanoids or these iRobot X or certainly our Xavier, we want to task him to help us, assist mm. us, as you say. Ethics built in. With ethics Our built standard. in. Yeah. And this is beyond the Isaac Asimov's hmm. um, three robot laws. This is this will have to be a, a mammoth set of rules and procedures which uh, yeah. he has to obey. Yeah, it's all really fascinating stuff. So at the moment, you know, we're, we're watching lots of um, sci-fi movies. We're talking to lots of academics. We're online researching just trying to get our heads around what the future might be, how it might take shape, what people coin as artificial intelligence today will be shown as being, as Dean says, nothing more than clever programming and smart technology, but how intelligence may be developed and then is it artificial if it's intelligence? That's, ah, that's absolutely right. That's, that, that, that is the point I also make in the book, and that is if, for example, we develop Xavier... Can he be considered artificial intelligence? Because he will be an independent thinking entity uh, with his own thoughts and ideas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it doesn't. He might be a, an artificial life form with intelligence, but he, he's, he's no longer artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. He is an, an intelligent uh, entity. So, really, the word or the phrase, sorry, artificial intelligence is a misnomer. Would you say that? Yeah, very much. It is a misnomer. John McCarthy, in 1955, he submitted uh, a paper. He wanted to make a study uh, with other researchers and whatnot to look at the possibility of intelligence. And, of course, that was that was in 1955. So he's he's coined with coming up with that term, artificial intelligence. At that time, it was, it was termed that. But now when we look at it, mm. we know it's not the right uh, name. We, we consider, especially in the book, we consider it to be assistive technology, which is what you said. I personally believe we have the capability to develop robotics, a Xavier of sorts, in the future that does have ethics, that won't mean the end of humanity. I understand, of course, concerns. And if that technology does get into the wrong hands, Dr. Evil or whoever, you know, (laughs) watching too many movies, but then it could pose a threat. But I would like to see ethics being built in a standard into any potentially embryonic... Yeah, uh, well, I mean, um, there's, there's... 
there's another subject bouncing around, and I just think it's just daft again because we have. Uh, I talked about AGI, mm. and there's also another term called super intelligence, mm. and that's when a machine or a robot will be smarter than a human. Well, I have to ask the question: Why on earth? Would we develop such an entity to be smarter than humans? Because really, what would be the point of us? Well, what purpose are you serving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do everything that you can do and better. And better, yeah. <laughs> and and for that matter, you are just uh, exhausting all the world's resources. And uh, well, look, look at the mess you've made already. Mm. Off you go. Like those two little um, drones. Well, they weren't really that smart. They were very sweet doing the little garden. At the end, I think it was Dark Star, the film. It was so sweet. They had a little garden to yeah. look after, and they were the only ones left, and were just going along. Yeah. And I actually felt quite sorry for them. I know, I was quite upset by that as yeah. well. And I thought, they're off, off they go, looking yeah. after, attending the garden. What a sad end. Because the, ultimately, the humans, I think the humans ended up killing each other all. Uh, yeah. 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 Which just kind of sounds about right. It was <laughs> uh, quite tragic, really, these little little bots um but yeah so that's what we're up to researching diving deep into what is labeled ai everywhere today what are your thoughts about it do you think it is artificial intelligence do you agree with dean that it's just clever programming smart technology and what are your thoughts about the future if we yeah. do develop something that is truly intelligent. A big part of the book will be to showcase how AI uh, is being used in industry and business. And we showcase, mm. uh, well, rather, we want to showcase and give examples of how it's used for good. Uh, so if you have any examples or something to uh, demonstrate to us, uh, yeah. we'll be very We'd love interested. to hear from you yeah, and absolutely. perhaps have you as a guest on the show. But for now, that's that's all from this week. So um, stay well, stay safe, everyone. I know you're all out now enjoying... We have the, been uh, released. Uh, enjoying beer gardens again. Um, and we will sign off and see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>